You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Welcome to the ProServe Podcast, a podcast for leaders of thriving boutique professional services firms. For those that are not familiar with us, Collective 54 is the first mastermind community focused on the unique needs of the boutique ProServe firm space. My name's Greg Alexander. I'm the founder, and I'm going to be your host today. And on this episode, we're going to talk about podcasting and its role that it might play in your marketing mix as you look to grow your firm. And we have a Collective 54 member role model with us who's an expert in this area. His name is Tom Schwab. He's with Interview Valet. Tom, it's good to see you. Please introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, Greg, I am thrilled to be here. You know, um, I run the agency Interview Valet, and my my viewpoint is that today every pro serves business problem is obscurity, right? There's thousands, tens of thousands of people you could help. They just don't know you exist. And I think instead of breaking through the noise, it's much more powerful to get in on the conversation that people are already listening to. All right. So so give us kind of the state of the union on podcasting. I'm not sure our membership community, you know, has a full appreciation for how prevalent it is, how it's growing, et cetera. Yeah. And everybody thinks there's, you know, millions and millions of podcasts. While that's true less than 450,000 have gone live in the last 30 days. So there's always room for great podcasts out there. The other thing is that not everyone is listening to podcasts. If you look at the current data, it says 51% of the U.S. adult population listens to podcasts, right? And they're above average income. They're above average education. These are people that are early adopters that are looking for answers. They're looking to make their life better, right? There's still probably a third of the people out there that are so proud they haven't read a book in since high school. They're probably not listening to podcasts, right? Uh, the people that are listening to podcasts are looking for answers, looking for ideas, looking, looking for people that can help them. Yeah. I mean, if half the American adult population is listening to podcasts, I mean, that's, that's a huge audience. So, I mean, relative to the other forms of media, it's pretty new, although it is maturing. Why do you think it's grown so much? Uh, it's now, what, uh, almost 20 years old, right? So it it's you know it's going to stick around for a while. But I think it's really because of the intimacy and also the authenticity, mm. right? Um, we're so getting tired of this little, you know, soundbite world. And while there's a place for that, to really learn, to really understand something is going to take more of a longer conversation. Mm. And um, it's more authentic, right? And we, we look at things that are on television and it's highly edited. And we really just sort of want to see what what really happened behind the scenes. And in some ways, almost like a, a voyeurism, right? You and I would be having the same conversation mm. if we were sitting at a coffee shop or a bar, right? The only difference is 
that there's microphones and the whole world gets to listen in. Yeah, it's really interesting. I like the concept of intimacy because if you think about our audience, boutique pro serve firms, I mean, they're boutiques by design, which means they serve, you know, I, I like to say the riches are in the niches. So anything that you can do to build a more intimate or authentic relationship with the target audience and the client base is, is much preferred over maybe kind of mass communication techniques. So, so tell us why, in your opinion, podcasting should be part of the marketing mix specifically for the boutique pro serve firm? Yeah, I think it's really because there's this idea of your one funnel away. And I don't believe that, right? The best things in life don't come through funnels. They come through conversations. And there's a, a great book called Clicksand, How Digital Marketing is Ruining Your Business. And I love how Bill Troy says, big fish don't swim through funnels and whales don't click, right? The people that are hiring pro serve firms aren't going to hire you because you did a dance on TikTok. If anything, <laughs> that's a reason for them not to hire you, right? So they want this discussion. They want to know who they are working with. And at the end of the day, none of us need more leads, right? We need more profits. We need profits come through great customers, right? So the idea of going out there and being able to communicate at length is really magnetic marketing where it will attract the right people and repel the wrong ones. The other thing I love about this channel is that it becomes so easy to create and then so easy to reproduce and repurpose, mm. right? I've written a lot of blogs in my life. Most of them feel like homework assignments, right? <laughs> but we can have this conversation and then take the take the audio and, and get a transcript, have somebody clean it up and make a blog. We can take video clips from it, audio clips. So you can get a month's worth of content out of one podcast interview. Yeah. So to my, my sense, it's, it's easy to create, it's inexpensive to create, and it's so powerful that you can use it in your marketing and even in your sales, right? You can, before somebody gets on a sales call, you can say, Hey, our founder did this interview. Right. And I think it'd be interesting to you. Now they're going to listen to 45 minutes of the founder before they even jump on a sales call. That that becomes a warmed up lead. Yeah, I agree. So there's there's two approaches. Should they be done mutually exclusive? Should they be complementary to one another? And the two I'm referring to is should a collective 54 member start their own podcast or should they seek to be a guest on somebody else's podcast? What's your opinion on that? Well, I've got, always got opinions on everything, but I look at it, it's like, should you be an Uber driver or an Uber passenger, right? <laughs> same, same platform, but what's your goals, right? If you want to nurture your current clients and your current leads, then host your own podcast. And Greg, this is a great example, right? Yeah. Because you take this content, we, we dig into it each week in the community, right? So it's really for people that already know yeah. about it or are part of it. Well, if you want to go out and find new leads, new customers, you know, if you build it, they will come. Doesn't work. You mm. really need to tap in where they're already listening to. So I'd say be a host if you want to nurture your current leads and customers. Be a guest if you want to go out and get new customers, new leads, new exposure, new backlinks. Yeah. I mean, so that's, I mean, and I should tell everybody that Collective 54 is a client of Tom's and we do both. I mean, obviously here we are, here we are hosting our own podcast and you're right. It's that is for our members primarily. 
and we are able to, you know, put role models in front of them through the podcast every week, and our members love that. But when Tom books me as a guest on another show, that's an audience that doesn't know who I am, and I get exposure, you know, to that group, and then through that, they find their way to Collective 54. So think, you know, being a guest on someone else's show is a great acquisition technique, and hosting your own show is a great retention technique. At least that's how I see it. I think that's a good way to frame it. So, Tom, tell the audience a little bit about your services, and I'm giving you permission here not to be modest and humble, but, you know, your expertise is taking people like me and getting them on other people's shows, which it's hard to get on other people's shows, and I don't know how people do it without somebody like you. So why don't you tell us how it works? Yeah, so we've been doing this for nine years now. And we have a team of 30 in Europe and North America. And when we first started out, it was almost like guest blogging, right? My background is inbound marketing and engineering. And I looked at it and said, well, guest blogs aren't working anymore. Could we equivalent of guest blog on podcasts? And so we started with that. And Greg, the first three years, we built up the systems, the processes. And I would tell people about it. I'd give my elevator pitch and they'd go, what's a podcast? <laughs> well, that changed about 2019 and people started to see the power of those. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, one of our clients said, I love working with you because you let me be the guest and you take care of the rest. And I'm like, oh, that's good copy. We're taking that. <laughs> um, but we're working with thought leaders, right? Um coaches, consultants, leading brands, not fiction, nonfiction authors to get them out there on the right podcasts and really, you know, let them be Sinatra. And we do all the supporting work with that. So not only finding the podcast, but prepping them for every podcast, giving them the best tools and processes for each uh, podcast. And then also the feedback, right? Um, I'm an engineer by degree. So, you know, in God, we trust everyone else bring data. Mm -hmm. So we license a whole lot of databases. And I think without that, it's more podcast guessing than podcast guesting. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, nobody comes to us and says, I want to be on a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's an ego thing. No, there's always an overarching goal of, I want to grow my business yeah. being on podcasts. So that's really what we focus on. Okay. So- some of our members, and I'd say quite a few, are what I would describe as a brilliant domain expert. Um, whatever their domain is, I don't know, maybe they're uh, you know a brilliant creative director in a marketing agency, or maybe they're an absolute brilliant technologist in cybersecurity or something like that. And that's is what allowed them to get their firms to the point that they're at. But they're they're not great at sales and marketing and they don't like it. And they sometimes suffer from what's known as the imposter syndrome. You know, they maybe don't recognize how brilliant they really are. So putting themselves out there on a podcast can be very intimidating to that group, which is a shame because the world needs to hear what they have to say. So you mentioned that you coach them and you prep them before they get on a call. So how do you help somebody like that maybe overcome their fear and kind of hold their hand so it's a great experience for them? Yeah, and I, I think, I'm gonna correct you there. I think all of them are brilliant, right? They've all brilliance in different ways. And one of the phrases you hear me talk about a lot is what's ordinary to you 
is amazing to others, hmm. right? So that expertise that you have there, not everyone knows that. And there was a, a friend of mine that actually helped me with this because I started out, I had that imposter syndrome. I'm like, I'm not the expert, right? I don't think there's anything as the expert, but there is a expert. Hmm. And he said, you know, the legal definition of a uh, of an expert is someone by their training, their education, or their experience knows more than the average person. Mm -hmm. Trust me, as long as hard hours as you put in your business in the industry, you have expertise there that others don't have and that your clients are paying you for. Mm -hmm. And so I think to frame it that way for people to also work through their one sheet to say, these are the topics that you can bring expertise to. Let's focus on these, right? Nobody's going to ask you a question. You know, if you're not in finance, they're not going to ask you, well, what do you think about the Fed's move? I don't know. <laughs> That's not my area of expertise, Yeah. right? So they want to bring you on. They they want to make you look good with that. So I really think it's focusing that that light on where they can, they can add expertise. The other thing is I love it when people come and they're like, yeah, I don't like sales. I don't like marketing. I don't like promoting myself. Perfect, right? Because the worst thing to do on a podcast interview is to make it an infomercial. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Rand Fishkin, who wrote the book, uh, Lost and Founder, uh, I love how he put out there. He said, the best way to sell something today is not to sell anything. Yeah. but to earn the respect, awareness, and trust of those who might buy. And I would say, you know, on a podcast, it's those who are ready to buy, right? If they listen to you for 30 or 45 minutes, they're going to turn you up or turn you off. That's fine, right? But if you're the answer to prayer, you don't have to sell them, right? You have to just tell them what you do, how you do it, and it will attract it to it. And, you know, the data shows that we've had for nine years that the leads from podcast interviews tend to close faster for a higher initial engagement and less churn. Yeah. And it sort of makes sense. It's it's not cold traffic. It's it's a warm referral. Yeah. I mean, that's the experience that I've had for sure. Um, and that's why I'm I'm so committed to the podcasting uh, piece of our marketing mix. All right. Well, listen, we're out of our time here, but for the members that are listening to this, I want to encourage you all to attend the private member only Q&A session, which we'll have with Tom that will allow you to ask your direct questions to Tom and he'll answer those. That meeting invite will come out shortly, but look for that and please attend. If you're not a member and you think you might want to join, go to collective54.com. You can fill out a contact us form and one of our reps will get in contact with you. And if you're interested in topics like this and you want to learn about other things, I would point you in the direction of our book. It's called The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm. But with that, Tom, my man, I appreciate you and all that you do. Thanks for being a great contributing member to Collective 54. You give a lot as well as take. So thanks for that spirit and thanks for being part of our tribe. Hey, thank you for putting it all together. It's such a great community. And like I said before, what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. And there's just brilliance in there. And when people share that, it's amazing the magic and synergy that happens. Okay, great. Take care, pal.